It's Ned. He said he's still falling. No, no, no. Tell him I'll call him back. Get me Galvin now. Frank, that train's carrying 30,000 gallons of toxic chemicals. They had a window before, but that train's going into populated areas. There's no way they derail it now. Are you sure about that? Look, let me make some calls. Make some calls, please. No, of course you're not at liberty to. Frank's right. 1206, you there? This is 1206, over. Frank, you're right. About the derailment, they're, uh, they're planning an attempt outside of Arklow. Tell them idiots it ain't gonna work. That portable derailer is worthless. So she already... Maybe 1206 should just stay on it as a backup. Look, I am not jeopardizing more personnel and more property just because some engineer wants to play hero. End of discussion. That train is our property, it's our decision. Now you stop your pursuit, or I will fire you. You already did. Already did what? You've already fired me. I received my 90-day notice in the mail, 72 days ago. Forced early retirement, half benefits. So you're going to risk your life for us with three weeks left? Not for you. Not doing it for you. Frank, you see that thing? Mr. Galvin, this is Will Coulson, your conductor. I'm letting you know we're going to run this bitch down. Well, maybe you didn't hear what I just said, Colson. I will fire you. Well, that's too bad. I was just starting to like this job. God damn it, you listen to me, son of a bitch. You will be fired. You're breaking up. Sorry, you This garbage is not Sir, I think they're gone. This is your headache now, Hooper. Now you get him off the main or consider yourself shit can too. I like them. Bring up beach siding to Arklow. Close gaps at a mile and triple sevens 10 miles to Stanton. Now listen, Frank, I got a guy here named Warner from the FRA. Now I'm inclined to defer to your judgment here, but he- All right, put him on. We can use all the help that we can get. Just press this and hold to talk. Uh, it's about slowing triple seven once you've tied on. I, I know conventional wisdom says to just gun it in the opposite direction, but you'll have a better shot. As you can see, the result was a positive. Ned. Sorry. I wonder if you can help me. Connie? I can't decide which one of you I'm going to kiss first. Me? <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> Go get him, Connie. All right, bring it on. <laughs> and Will Coulson. Your daughters.
Hey, this week's uh, solo cast is quite brief and to the point. I hope you enjoy. Um, I've had a very positive experience in the last couple weeks of old friends red pilling, so I get into that. If you have friends who are toying with the idea of trying a red pill one day and digging for their own truth, I've had some luck with sharing the fact that it's really the silent majority that are the problem right now. Psychopathic narcissists declaring crazy instructions from crazy places isn't the problem. I mean, that's what psychopathic narcissists do. The problem is really the silent majority who are blindly going along. And so I had some luck with pointing out that I mean, any good person from history, anybody we've ever celebrated and admired, they all have had to have difficult conversations and take difficult action based on truth, based on the best objectives for humanity. So it's not, it's not normal to be a good person and never have to have, make a stand. That's, that part's not normal. Um, and most people think they're a good person. So I've, I've had a good opening with conversation with people considering. Usually they've had some kind of disruption. Most people have had major disruption from this whole period. And if you've lost a job and you're not sure what your next steps are, I mean, looking at the red pills makes a lot of sense, I think. But a lot of people try not to. <laughs> Anyhow, good luck out there. Um, I've just been made aware that there's a dot connector from David Icke on uh, the Christmas star alignment that I mentioned. So that link will be on the podcast page. And uh, and I, finally, just in closing, I, I, I introduce a source uh, named Ann Barnhart, who I only just discovered. And her she's a truther in a brutal sense. Her, the truth that comes out from her is brutally honest, and I love it. But um, I thought one, one expression she used I thought was very, very powerful uh, for those that are open to it. And that was that there was supernatural truth given to us in the origins of the Christian church as we understand it. And so when you're looking for solace around this time of year, it's very, very nice to be aware that that truth is still here. But you have to go digging for it sometimes. <laughs> anyway, enjoy. Happy Christmas. It's very brief and focused. I hope you enjoy it, and we'll be back in the new year. All right, take care. Uh, that opening scene was from Unstoppable, and I just think it's one of the most entertaining, engaging screen performances of Logos in action. So I'll get into that uh, later on. And in the meantime, I want to share a lot of positivity I've stumbled on and some gems. Uh, the end of the podcast, I have a panel discussion with Michael Jones, recent one, and I'll, I'll touch on that as well. At the very end of the full song, I've included a Bobby Kennedy Jr. talk from his website, Children's Health Defense. It's maybe three minutes long, but I, I think it's just such a great expression of what of the way good parents think uh, about the future for their kids and what and how much their kids' health matters. So I've included that, that at the end of the full song. I guess some of the most positive news I've had since we had our last podcast with Die Hard was I've got friends, th 
three in Dubai now, uh, but they're popping up all over the place, red pills. So one of my friends in Dubai who hasn't been very engaged on any of the news, just trying to block it all out and carry on, uh, his wife has red pilled on the vaccine. She's willing to do anything she has to to get the kids to safety and get them away from the vaccine if they're going to make it mandatory. So that makes that couple now a red billing. <laughs> I have an, uh, an old hockey friend. We've never talked. We've never talked about any of much about any of this. And we're completely aligned. He's completely on board with anything to do with truth and, and the freedom of humanity. And then uh, a flight crew member I haven't talked to in a year in Dubai has seen enough. And she's from Australia. So she's her family's completely red pilling in Australia, and she's completely on board. So it's really encouraging to me to start to find people in normal life <laughs> that you've met in the past that are waking very fast. So I just feel like a lot of the news, it's, I mean, to cling on to the to the mainstream narrative at this point just seems like a desperate folly. But uh, we'll get into that a little further in a second. My favorite sources, I, I just want to share in case it helps you find some gems. J.P. Sears has been unbelievably consistently spot on. He's still comical, but um, his humor is just cutting right to the, to the meat of the matter. They're having a baby right now. I think they've just had their baby, so that's interesting. But he shared this incredible documentary that came from David Icke's uh, channel. And the documentary was called Communist Subversion, uh, The Move for Total World Control. And it's part one. And it was unbelievably outstanding. So if you look for iconic communist subversion or if you look at the podcast page, you'll find that. I just thought it was uh, the explanation was at a higher level than I'm used to in terms of connecting all the dots. It was outstanding. Del Bigtree Highwire, I've been keeping up with him. He is excellent. To me, there's, there's certain channels that are really good for people that really haven't picked a side yet. There's kind of still the silent majority, but they're starting to look for facts and truth and explanation. And J.P. Sears is a great one for any for people that aren't aren't engaged yet. Um, Del Bigtree is really good. He because his style is very mainstream like. It's like you're watching a mainstream news show, except he's talking to everybody about all the facts around uh, the medical side. Uh, all the experts that were, that aren't getting on the mainstream, <laughs> and so and they're talking at a very high level. So you can watch a two-hour uh, Del Big Tree podcast and be completely informed of all the risks and all the liabilities that are happening in that space. So I'm finding him excellent and a really good lead-in for people that are waking. James Corbett, uh, he's also really easy to to listen to. If you're neutral, if you just want to understand more, he's very good on understanding. So he'll get into a, a concept and just dig into the fundamental principles of it and explain it in such a factual, neutral way. You don't feel like he's a political, crazy conspiracy theorist at all. You just feel like here's somebody that's t switching some lights on for me. So uh, I've found James Corbett extremely valuable. Uh, American Vagabond, I haven't been... Uh, hearing his latest podcast, but he continues to blast good ones out that look like good from the headlines. So I, I can just say that he's consistent. To me, his greatest strength 
is cutting through the narrative that they're trying, the games they're trying to play with the narrative. He's really, really good at carving up the language that's being used in the mainstream media and make you see the, the, the head games that are happening there. Uh, Whitney Webb, same thing. She's producing, but I haven't, I haven't been keeping up with her articles the last couple of weeks. Um, I'm on her mail list and I see her headlines and they, she's continues to produce. Michael Jones and Culture Wars, again, he's much more fundamental understanding. He sometimes gets invited to podcasts with people that haven't read his books or his articles. <laughs> so the conversation tends to be a bit shallow in that case. But when you get him on a, a good interview, they know, they know how to get right to the substance of the matter. He can really, really cut through to what's happening in the base psychology and the cultural efforts around control, really. And the clip that I include at the end, he's he's sitting with three or four podcasters, and they're they're all switched on. Don't get me wrong, but um, I really like their reaction. Like this is getting so ridiculous. How is anybody falling for it? And one of them had just traveled to Seattle and said, "I hate to break it to you guys, but everybody in Seattle is still falling for it." <laughs> so I thought that was a really good discussion and explanation. Uh, Dr. Jones has a, a good insight that's included in the end there. So that'll be tacked on at the end. A new discovery, Anne Barnhart, she is a Catholic convert. So she's somebody that has discovered Catholicism in the last five years or so. But whatever she brought has brought her to faith, she is an absolute spiritual warrior. She holds nothing back with truth-telling. I really, really, it's a bit harsh for somebody that's just, that's not heard it before. <laughs> But if you're open to harsh, brutal truths, uh, I've found Anne Barnhart excellent, and especially her talk on diabolical narcissism. It's a, an explanation of that dynamic that I, I, I haven't heard before. I mean, I've heard lots about narcissism, but to me, I think she takes it to a deeper level of understanding. So that link is on the podcast page as well. Jeff Berwick, Dollar Vigilante, still consistent, unbelievably consistent every uh, three or four days. And... And so many of his clips are so hilarious. And I just want to say they did a, a year-end bulletin for Dollar Vigilante. And the way that he and Ed Bugos, Ed Bugos is his financial guru. I think Ed might be Canadian. I can't say that for sure. I know Jeff is. They must work really well together. But Ed Bugos writing, when he's talking about central banking or when he's talking about why gold became the gold standard and why Bitcoin is now becoming a currency standard. He is, the language he uses is so straightforward. He has such a great way of explaining these, what could be complicated financial concepts <clears throat> in very clear terms that are just undisputed. So I'm very impressed by that team that Jeff's built around him really. And they must have serious logos working at that at that team level, what they're able to produce, and and the lead they've been able to take on all of this. They've been able to mock this thing right from start to finish, so that's been fantastic. Father Hannon, that I talked about the last podcast, also still great. Um, he's in the wilderness between Kingston and Ottawa, but his podcast or his yeah his videos blasts are outstanding. And he's a fan of Ann Barnhart as well, I, I believe. So I would get behind those two if you're ready for that kind of truth. And finally, just in terms of intro, um, there is a premonition. There's a Catholic, uh, not just Catholic, biblical prophecy 
about December 21st, which is tomorrow. And there's a woman that did an incredible book called The Warning. And the prophecy really is that everyone gets to see their soul and their sins, their wrongs, the way God sees them. Now, you know, take it however you like. I just thought I should share this because it is newsworthy. And the explanation of the book, The Warning, I have a talk by her, her name's Christine, um, on the podcast page. And I, she just seems so genuine. I really, just an everyday person that has stumbled into this content. So I just think it's worth knowing. Uh, that's all I would say about that. Um, and finally, this concept of the ego versus the collective. One of my community chats, I'm a, I'm a member in, in Telegram, someone was asking, what is the prophecy, the biblical prophecy, and how are we supposed to prepare? So I have a friend that was completely on top of that. He shared like four links to help understand what that perspective is. So I shared it. Well, in that chat, there's maybe 100 or, 100 or 200 people in there. And so the, the, the person that was asking for that content was grateful and was very, very grateful for the content and, and the sharing. <laughs> well, someone in the chat was taking offense uh, with the language of that there's the creator and that we use the term him <laughs> in the chat. So someone else in the chat then responded with this link which i've now shared on the podcast page it's neville goddard the the storm and the calm and i think i'm only halfway through it right now but i think that it's really helping you understand the connection between the ego self out alone and the collective and working for humanity and i think that's such a, an important concept right now that i wanted to share that as well okay now i just want to talk about the film unstoppable and I've been told that this film makes the social controllers insane because it is exemplifying everything that they are uncomfortable with. <laughs> so let me just try and explain how I think it's, it's an incredible cinematic journey from that perspective, as I see it anyhow. Okay, well, it, it begins with a, with a screw-up. It's a professional screw-up. Some Like a number of safety failures happened. To cause this runaway train but and then you've got i think this is why i think this is so relevant what you end up getting is these peer networks of professionals that know what's happening and they have shared objectives and they're sharing truth with one another in this comradeship to help solve the situation there's no there's nothing political happening among the, that group they're they don't even know each other the situation has brought them together and the shared objective of just let's do what's best for the town is like it just opens up the channel for them to be truthful and honest with one another to solve the problem. So at the same time, you've got the official quote unquote authorities at the top of the corporate. They're worried about the stock price. They're worried about the assets. They're worried about the, the news and the image that is the contrast. So you've got the Logos and the anti-Logos, really, at work. And every single thing the official authority tries to do, they, they're doing it from an ego perspective. They're doing everything from an ego perspective and an image perspective. So when they get the, the local police to try and t 
take target practice on a release switch or they they get uh, one of the engines to try and slow down the runaway train from the front or they get a recently retired uh, combat vet from Iraq to try and parachute in basically and save the day every single thing they try and do looks ridiculously ego-driven idiocy and then when the peer networks who are working in pure logos working together um, keep trying to suggest and put forward the, the best solutions the egos at the top just reject them they'll hang up the phone they won't call them back they won't invite them to the meetings on and on and on and on and on so to me it's a fantastic personification of logos at work and it's really about the betterment of humanity the freedom of humanity and serving truth like let's forget about our careers let's forget about our jobs <laughs> let's just do the right thing for the right reasons and take what comes and if we have to ignore the authority if they're if they're telling us to do idiotic things then so be it that's what we're gonna have to do so enjoy the clips uh, wish you a happy Christmas make truth your leader <laughs> surrender to your truth I guess is the real thing help your friends red pill and uh, I wish everybody all the best and I think that the controllers are looking so ridiculously foolish at this point that it, it there is no other way than the silent majority to wake up and ignore them <laughs> that's how it looks to me at the moment but I really wish everybody all the best and enjoy enjoy the links and enjoy the clips all right take care and as painful as it is logos is definitely rising how far like we're talking about an attempt to exercise control on the most intimate levels of your life far beyond anything any tyrants in history have ever tried this right. this goes down to total control of, of your life and right these people are so far removed from reality that they think they're going to get away with this mm -hmm. Well, wait, and you, you it's, it's going to be amazing. What do you think that this guy with his German accent from Davos <laughs> telling you that it's we, we are going to reset. We're going to change everything and you're going to love it. You're going to go along with it and you'll love to have. That's not going to work. Who? who what are they thinking? I, I oh, don't, you, don't you start to fall into these kinds of categories of thinking that all Republicans are anti-vax and they're all anti-mask and all Democrats are pro-vax and pro-mask. That's not true. No. Um, so it is hitting everybody. Now, what I was going to say is the feeling where I live, nobody's going to take that vaccine. Nobody wears the masks. It is understood that when they have a, a, a sign up on the wall, that that is just for like a health inspector or something like that. But nobody complies where we live. Now, in Seattle, everyone complies. Everyone is doing it. But and so we had discussed a long time ago this concept of uh, balkanization and there's always been a conflict between rural and urban so it's going to be hard to get this to take off in rural areas and i'm not sure if they're going to be able to do that and that's where i agree with you but in the big cities 
among these kinds of bug people, I think it's going to be tremendously successful. Well, obviously, the country has divided right down the middle. Uh, and uh, no matter how uh, who ends up in the White House, half of the country is going to be very unhappy, very unhappy. And so <clears throat> you do not have unity. And because you don't have unity, you've got resistance because unity uh, gives the impression that all men of goodwill believe this. this. Can you think of anything where that applies today? where we'd say all men of goodwill believe that, well, you, you shouldn't murder your children. No, no, we don't have anything like that. We have lost this type of uh, unanimity based on being an American. Now that took a lot of work, uh, especially at the beginning of the 20th century where most people in big cities came from another country. And uh, a lot of them couldn't even speak the language. So they spent a lot of time with things like the triple melt, not the triple melting pot, the melting pot pageant uh, during World War I, where the, you'd walk into a big pot and run out uh, when the Star Spangled Banner starts playing, you're dressed with a bowler hat and you've all become Americans. We, the, the, the irony here is that identity politics has destroyed America. So you only can be an American now. It used to be you could only be an American if you were a citizen of a state. Well, now you can only be an American if you're a member of an aggrieved uh, identity group. So you can be gay or you can be black or blah, 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 any of the uh, acceptable identity groups. But you've destroyed the ability to be an American. And because there is no unity, it's not going to be easy to enforce anything, anything, because the main reason for the main method for enforcement is you going along. So in other words, I am supposed to say, yes, all men of uh, understanding, all rational creatures believe that disease is a bad thing and that this will prevent disease. So therefore, I want to take it. You don't have to force me to take it. I obviously, it's in my interest to take this. Well, they've broken that. They've broken this com compact with the American people. And as I said, if it was bad four years ago, do you think it's better now? when basically half of the country, no matter which way it goes, is going to feel that the election was stolen. That doesn't bode well for social control. And the minute, the minute social control becomes overt, it starts to fail. That's the whole point here.
first baby was born that all I wanted was for that child to be healthy and I prayed about it and I didn't care if it was a boy or a girl or whether he or she was good in sports or good in school I just wanted a healthy happy baby and I can't imagine the heartbreak the devastation to parents when they find out that their child isn't healthy and particularly if they find out that the injury that that child is suffering was completely unnecessary. I'm Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and I'm the chairman of the board and the senior prosecuting attorney for Children's Health Defense. The greatest crisis that America faces today, as big as any of our environmental crises, is the chronic disease epidemic in America's children. The generation of American children born after 1990 are arguably the sickest generation in the history of our country with chronic ailments and pediatric rates of some chronic conditions that are the highest in the world. For example, according to CDC, one in every six American children has been diagnosed with a developmental disability such as autism, ADD, ADHD, or learning disabilities. And according to HHS, an astonishing 54% of American children has a chronic disease like rheumatoid arthritis or juvenile diabetes. Our children today are wandering around in a toxic soup. We need to do the science and we need to figure out which one of these chemicals and these exposures is causing these problems in our children. And the 54% of kids who have chronic disease does not tell the whole story. We're seeing a global downturn in IQ in the planet's children. And how is it that our federal agencies are not asking that essential question, what is debilitating America's children? We need to know that answer, and we need to stop these exposures to our children today. I'm going to fight for you, and I'm going to fight for your children, and I need your support because the forces that I'm up against are forces that have been able to compromise every major institution in our democracy, and the people who stand up against them get crushed. But I know how to fight them because I've spent a lifetime fighting big shots and fighting bullies. And that's who they are. And that's who we're dealing with today. People who have that arrogance of power. People who believe that they can get away with anything, including destroying the lives of our children. I'm not gonna let them do that. And I am going to fight to the last day of my life with the last bit of energy I have to make sure that we get justice for these children, to make sure that we now, we can produce now a healthy generation of American children that doesn't have this epidemic of neurological and other injuries. And I will speak
spend the rest of my life fighting to make sure that no other child in this country or any other country suffers this kind of unnecessary injury again. And I will die with my boots on fighting for these children.